0: This is Daniel Gallardo, and you're listening to the Tenkara Cast, a podcast about the simple Japanese method of fly fishing, Tenkara. In the Tenkara Cast, we'll be sharing information on techniques, history, philosophy, and Tenkara stories from anglers all over the world. This podcast is brought to you by Tenkara Yosei, introducing Tenkara outside of Japan since 2009. It's only possible we create content such as this podcast and videos because of your support. So we thank you so very much for purchasing Tancariose rods, lines, and flies. I hope you enjoy learning more about the simple method of fly fishing. Welcome to another episode of the Tenkara Cast. I'm uh, absolutely excited to have a guest on the show today, Adam Trahan, one of the early adopters of Tenkara here in the U.S. Uh, Adam is a guy who has been fishing uh, since uh, almost the introduction of Tenkara here. He's also gone to Japan to learn from people directly uh, from the source, and he and I also had the pleasure of fishing together this summer, right before the Tenkara Summit. And I wanted to sit down with chat or you know we're doing this over over the uh, internet but i wanted to just kind of sit down and chat with adam about all kinds of things to, kind of related so this will be a nice free-flowing conversation and uh, adam are you still there with me i am you sound good thanks perfect well thanks so much for joining me today for making some time um i i've uh, been looking forward to this conversation for for some time actually i enjoyed cool. talking to you um but why don't we just kind of start chatting a little bit about uh you know like we can talk a little bit about our stories or histories or your story and history and uh see sure. where the conversation goes but tell me what uh how did you get started into tenkara
1: Well um I was making bamboo fly rods at the time and you know I started out as a kid on our uh, family farm ponds in tennessee fishing uh, a bamboo rod and uh, it's a whole piece of bamboo three section and i really enjoy that slow down type of you know cane pole fishing what what people call and i was making these really nice uh, bamboo fly rods and i i wanted to make a split cane version sort of an adult version (laughs) and uh I started asking one of my, uh, the people in a forum, I made a, uh, a website for bamboo fly rod makers, and I wanted a taper for, uh, or a recipe to, to make this, you know, 12-foot bamboo rod. And um, Tom Smithwick, a uh, talented bamboo fly rod maker, uh, suggested that I take a look at your website. And subsequently, um, I got a hold of you, and uh, you got me into an ibisu. So tenkara was from you. <laughs> yeah, Yo,
0: yeah, and I, I kind of remember a little bit of that, like when you shared uh, on our forum, and I, I think you sure. might have even shared on our, you know, an interview that we did together for the blog. Um, and and you grew up cane pole fishing, right? Well, you know, that's kind of how I got started
1: by my grandfather. Um, Like many people, um, you know, he really wasn't much of a fisherman, but as a a young boy, he wanted me to be exposed to, you know, all the things in the country that young boys do, uh, shooting BB guns and, you know, fishing and just goofing around. But, um, you know, quickly after that, um, you know, I got into bass fishing and around 10 years old, um, fly fishing, I was taken to, uh, some streams in Southern Utah by a friend's father and, uh, taught to use a fly rod for, um, you know, trout and small streams. So, and then, you know, my, my story with fishing is it's, I've always fished my whole life. I do a lot of other things, but fishing is just sort of a, a celebration of uh, you know being in the outdoors and i get to act like a kid again mm-hmm. and uh so cane pole fishing is just how i got started and it kind of represents playful youth fishing to me
0: yeah i love what you what you just said about feeling like a kid again i, I remember yeah. i think it was uh mr ag amakawa you know like uh, somebody put on our forum about uh uh, you know like being at a fishing show and somebody came to him and said oh tenkata is just for kids or something and yamakawa yeah, san said something to the effect of you know taking that as a compliment because fishing like yes. a kid is a really really good way to do it you know <laughs> right i think
1: i think people get a little serious about fishing and you know there's nothing wrong with that but it really that's the reason it makes me feel young and i enjoy it and It's just this sense of, you know, being alive and in the outdoors and a lot of fun. So I think uh, uh, Yamakawa-san was, uh, you know, pretty sharp to say that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it seems like you and I share some kind of background here. I mean, I grew up um, like you. My dad was getting me into fishing, you know, into spending time outside and um, you know, most people probably know, um, uh, I was born and raised in Brazil and I grew up doing a lot of cane pole fishing as a kid. Um, you know, in, you know, originally it was with a cane pole and then eventually telescoping kind of crappy poles. And, and then I sure. got into the bass fishing and other kind of fishing as well, eventually discovered fly fishing. But the one thing that I think from the beginning attracted me to Tenkara was how, obviously it was combining that that simplicity of my childhood kind of fishing with the elegance of fly fishing that i had come to discover when i was a teenager um and just to me it was just the best of both words i think yeah yeah
1: the- I, you know i i truly think that uh Tankata is fly fishing it's just an it's a it's a different type but it, it is in that genre and you know i like what you said about it it's uh It's an elegance, a simple elegance.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, talking about, you know, Tenkares fly fishing, I think, uh, you know, it's been a long time since we had to talk about whether it's fly fishing or not. I think it's it's fun to see that it's become uh, more generally accepted. But you've seen you know, a lot because you were very active from early on uh, in Tenkara and, and running your own forum, tenkara-fisher.com. Sure. So we've seen yeah. so many debates and so many arguments and good conversations too. But uh, tell me, like, what uh, what have you seen the progression, you know, in terms of Tenkara being, gaining more acceptance? What have you experienced so far in the last few years?
1: Well, um you know, there's still a lot of people that for people are people and, you know, they're going to take their way as the only way. And, and just recently I've seen, you know, some people that really are resistant to Tenkara and they just, they call it, you know, cane pole fishing. Like it's, uh, it's negative. Um, and you know, I don't like it, but that's people. It's not, it's not the, it's not the method, um. But to to kind of go back a little bit, um, my mom gave me uh, her Macintosh computer uh, back in the mid-early 90s. And a friend of mine taught me how to uh, make web pages, simple web pages. And at the time, I was really into a high level of uh, cross-country soaring in my hang glider. And I, I was having trouble uh, devoting a lot of time to it. Um, it's something that you have to do a lot of to stay at a high level and to be able to land in small spaces. And Anyway, um, I was introduced to uh, small stream fly fishing uh, by a couple of friends at an Orvis store and uh, where I got a, a one-weight, a really light uh, fly rod, and I just realized with that light line fly rod that I was really enjoying myself on the, in the small streams in the mountains. So I took my energy that I was using for, uh, hang gliding cross country. And I decided I'm going to stop doing this cause it, it can, I, I, you know, I think it, it could kill me. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of friends die who were better at it than me mm-hmm. and several over my, uh, my career from starting hang gliding early on uh, as a teenager mm-hmm. so i used my fishing small streams to sort of i put my energy into it because it was just fun and it was kind of safe mm-hmm. so these uh, this early knowledge of how to make uh web pages i decided well i really like small streams so i'm gonna i'm gonna start a website on small streams and and back then it was almost like uh, Tenkara, uh, Tenkara is now to, um, to fly fishing. It really wasn't that popular. Mm-hmm. And I was writing and gathering authors, literally from around the world, who really enjoyed this kind of uh, uh, fly fishing, small streams. For, you know, typically it's little trout. We, we like, you know, catching big trout, but it, for the most part, it's just being in the outdoors, catching the fish that are found in these, you know, high mountain streams and um, it, the the site became wildly popular and it was huge. And we had, uh, um, you know, advertisers and it, it almost became a business at the time. My, my um, okay, What I did for work, I was working uh, in anesthesia and open heart surgery and I almost quit to do this website, but I'm glad that I didn't because it's hard to to be the producer and the mm-hmm. and the the business guy and you know just putting it all together to make a business out of it so i decided to keep it a you know just keep it a kind of a hobby mm-hmm. so i've seen as far as like internet communities from building communities that there there's sort of some resistance to that small streams but as as time goes on and especially with tinkata it is becoming more wildly accepted with, uh, you know, authors writing books on it and, you know, people just having so much fun. And, you know, the people that fish small streams, they're just special. They, yeah. just, they just really love fishing.
0: And I think, and that's what, uh, smallstreams.com, right? And that site's still Correct.
1: That's it. smallstreams.com. Yeah. You know,
0: there's a time,
1: a, once you learn how to make one site, you know, my interest grew and I would make you know, I made one on, uh, I'm an early kite surfers, uh, and I made one on, uh, foil flying and, you know, and so I just made a bunch of websites. I, I subsequently decided to focus just on, uh, Tenkata, So it's just Tenkata Fisher. Now, some of my old websites are still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but officially that's my only site now that I just focus on. It's, uh, it's about all I can manage because I'm a, yeah. a, kind of a one-man show.
0: Oh yeah, it's, it, it you know, takes a lot of work, especially if you're, you know, out there in the emergency rooms with uh, people with open hearts. You yeah. can't really <laughs> devote that much time to managing a forum all the time. Exactly, it's and, you know, <laughs>
1: as, as you know, there's you know there's bad people that try to take your you know your sites down just for fun. So you know it's hard, mm-hmm. and I just uh, I just really enjoy it. This is the really. I feel like I'm uh, graduating in fishing with Tenkata even more than even more so than making my own uh, bamboo fly rods out of uh, out of uh, cane, splitting yeah. the cane, making them from uh, raw materials. I really learned a lot about fishing there, but I think that my, my fishing I'm really enjoying it much more with um, with the Tenkata rod.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about that—the uh, online community. You know, I think uh, you you brought up something that I I didn't even have on my notes, but uh, we should talk yeah. about where, you know, the the online communities. Like, you know, one of the coolest things I think that I've uh, that's happened to me since I discovered Tenkara has been really this creation of a community. Um, you know, a lot of friendships have formed. I know a lot of people that would have never met sure. otherwise. Uh, because of Tenkara, they were able to meet and they became friend, friends in real life. Um, you know, so there's the beauty of the online Connection. community, the connections that yes. people can make. And yeah. of course, there's also the the ugly side of things. You know, sometimes can, right. things can get out of control because it's uh, somewhat anonymous, and there's this you know thing. It's uh, it seems like there's it's always easy to say things without a filter you know when it's online right the good the bad and the ugly as they say Um, exactly what do you what have you seen like um, in running Tenkata Fisher and smallstreams.com you know in terms of uh, the good the bad and the ugly let's say
1: I think um, with my site I'm I filter because I've had a couple of instances where I've had just anonymous people try to take it down. Probably not phishing people, but mm-hmm. just people that were very smart with uh, computers, and it's what they do for fun. They j- it's it's almost like terrorism, but they'll they'll take your site down by hacking into it. Mm-hmm. So I've seen over the years of doing this, whereas someone comes to a website and they spend a lot of time investing in sharing their. Their knowledge and writing stories and um, it it becomes, you know, to me, that person is they're investing their time Mm -hmm. into this common site. So I feel that I must protect their time Mm -hmm. from these anonymous people that just, you know, want to take it down. So I sort of filter uh, people coming to my site. And, you know, if they want, if they want to get into it, they send me a note saying, hey, you know, I'm I'm learning or I'm into it and I want to share. And they're in. No problem. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's really simple. So I don't just allow anybody to um, to sign on because that way you just open the door to anyone. Yeah, I feel it, bad.
0: It's tricky. I feel okay. bad. Yeah, It's
1: tricky. Exactly. Yeah. So I get a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, this guy – he he has this august and secret uh, forum, and it's really not about that. It's just protecting your time that you put into it. I, so I like. How you I, see I In it. advance, I apologize.
0: You know, I, no, I like I like what you mentioned. It's uh, because it, I found that it it is so tricky to manage, you know, an online community where you have hundreds or thousands of voices, and you know, sure. the good for me, it's like I love reading stories that people posted, you know, their first experiences with Ankara. Um I love reading their 10th experience with Ankara. It doesn't really matter. There's some really fun stories, sure. beautiful adventures. Um, you know, and like in, on one hand, we always want to just, you know, be able to just have everybody say whatever they want. But what you just said about protecting people's time, both, you know, the people that are going to read it, the people that are being, exactly. you know, putting themselves out there, being vulnerable, perhaps, and then they get some flack from somebody. So it's um, it's always hard to kind of maintain that civil, you know, discourse, uh, so that everybody can enjoy, um, the stuff that happens online. You know, and enjoy how right. they spend their time. Uh, I think you've been doing a good job with uh, Tinkata Fisher and just moderating our Thank sort you. Of Facebook page. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and, uh, and are you guys still pretty active, like Tenkata Fisher? Like you because know, like what I've been finding too, like on our own forum, uh, you know, at tenkariusa.com forward slash forum, uh, you know, it's slowed down quite a bit. Um, and I kind of attribute it to Facebook. You know, it's um, everybody has Facebook on their phone, and it's super easy to kind right. of log in, and that's where everybody is. Have you guys seen a little bit of a slowdown as well on your forum? Yeah, it
1: waxes and wanes mm-hmm. depending on the, the content that I'm pushing. I I try to uh, keep a you know a steady flow of content going into the the Tenkata Anglers Forum. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's some flat spots even there. Yeah. Um. So I I'll just push links forward uh, to that site. But yeah, I I know uh, myself. Um, because there is so much of my family and of the Japanese, uh, that are connected uh, with me, my friends that sometimes my website gets, uh, it gets neglected because I have so much fun with, uh, the Facebook mm-hmm. and seeing, uh, you know, all the different people there. So, uh, the Japanese are so interesting. It, Sometime when we're together and maybe even yourself, you'll have this half of my Facebook feed. I can't even read. Oh yeah. <laughs> because it's in Japanese. It's in Japanese. Yeah. I mean, I can hit the translation, but I, I'm more about making the connections there with the stories. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoy Japan. I've learned more about being a human mm-hmm. from the Japanese than I ha- And taking care of yourself and your family and, than I have probably about uh, Tenkata. Mm. It's it's I really enjoy the Japanese culture.
0: Yeah, there's so. a lot to be said about that, and I, I definitely do want to get into a, a little bit of a conversation about you know Japan mm-hmm. and what you've you've learned. You know, on the sure going back to the online thing. You know, like I you know I feel pretty bad. I uh, kind of like what you said as well. Like sometimes I neglect you know the website. I haven't really been very prolific as much as I think I was before in writing and uh, sure you know, it's, uh, it's a, the, you know, Facebook is a little bit of a vice. I've been really kind of trying to get off of it. So I haven't really been pressing right. there much either, just trying to find myself and kind of finding a little bit of a, of a muse. Balance. You know, yeah. Balance, you know, and, uh, um, yeah. but yeah, it's, uh, it's tricky to kind of keep it consistent, managing different parts and also being, you know, like, uh, creative having new stuff to say you know new topics to discuss you know it uh we're going to seven years now of introducing Tenkata here so wow. it's uh yeah you know I wonder how much more I can say I mean I feel like there is a lot to be said and there's different ways to say different things you know but um yeah it's uh I feel like I've been on a little bit of a slump in the last uh couple few months here which is well true. I feel you know y-
1: y- you in in my case now, there may not be much more to uh, introduce. Um, so now we just live the, the lifestyle and we share our experiences. And as we grow old, this is why I like the, the, the masters, the people like Sabatasan who have been doing this so long. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're, in their cases, they're introducing anything new they're growing older and wiser in their, in their lives and they're, they're fishing. I'm sure, you know, from fishing with him, he has some fishing magic and that is from, you know, from so many decades of fishing. So for to tell or to show new things, it, it may get thin in our development, but as we grow older, hopefully we become more wise and there are different interests instead of maybe new things. There's just, you know, it's longevity and it's wisdom and those type of things. Mm-hmm. And, and I've learned a lot from people, not so much that I was interested in learning something new, but from their wisdom as they grew older mm-hmm. or as in their older age what they've learned from doing a lifetime of this. So, I mean, do you, you kind of understand what I'm saying?
0: Oh, yeah. And and I think it does yeah. come across, too. Like, you know, we the, the third uh, edition of the Tenkara magazine uh, is just about to come out. He has an interview that he uh, did with Mr. Amano, uh, which is really sure. nice. And also there's a piece by Sebata-san. Actually, pretty much all of uh, my teachers in Japan have contributed a, an article. Cool to the magazine which will be really fun i i I hope to have it on the website today or tomorrow um yes but it's um, you know his piece you know it's like about being in harmony with nature and it's um right you know i think maybe kind of going back to you know deeper uh reflections on why we enjoy fishing because it's um you know it's not all about hooking a fish there's a lot more to it right
1: I really I want to take just a moment and thank you on a personal level for uh, bringing Fujioka-san here to the summit. Mm-hmm. I've known him through the Internet for, I think he said, 18 years. Wow. He and I have been going back and forth. Okay. So for me to have met him through you was completely appropriate. Nice. And I, I, I really want you to know, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it you know, it just goes along with the, you know, the growing and the experience over the years. Eighteen years—that's a long time. It's <laughs> a long and time. Yeah. How did you? He, I, you know, I, I knew right from the small stream site. Uh-huh. He was making his website, and I wanted people to know, you know, say in South Africa, what uh, Japanese small streams were like, or. <laughs> I wanted to share the the community in South Africa to to the Japanese, and the internet was a way to cross those boundaries that people may not normally, you know, uh, realize that other people do things like they do, you know, in other countries, and for for me to finally meet him like that was just, it was something, it was really something.
0: Yeah, that was, so uh, I
1: I'm, I really want to tell you thank you.
0: Yeah, no, that was uh, it was a, uh, I was pretty happy that we all got to uh, and it was my first time meeting you in person too. Yeah, uh, it was a Yeah. It was a good event and that's when, you know, just to kind of give our listeners a little background, we you know, we have for 5 years we've had our annual Tenkara Summit and this last one 2015, you know, we put it together here close to my home my current home of Boulder. We put it together in Estes Park. And uh, usually for the Tenkata summits, I've always tried to bring at least one person from Japan. Uh, this year we had the honor to have two people, Fujioka-san and Goishi, um, so sure. that we can share that kind of knowledge directly from the source. And Fujioka-san came to talk about Tenkata flies. He's very kind of known for... Um, collecting, researching all f- manners of Tenkara flies and uh, sharing the knowledge. The best way to find his website, by the way, for our listeners, is just to type my best mountain stream and maybe put tankara in there and you'll go right to his website. You'll go right to it, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so you guys have been talking for almost 18 years. Did you... Yes. Did Tenkara ever uh, come uh, up like uh, before we came about at Tenkata USA?
1: Um. Not I, you know, I knew about it a long time ago, but I, I didn't realize from a uh, fishing standpoint how effective it is. That's why I think uh, Tenkara ambassadors, people with hands on having the rod and being able to share that with someone, is is quite important. So I did not know I, you know, fly fishing was it as far as I was concerned. And until you know, like in your case, you got the rod to me. I was able to teach myself, but from afar, I, I just did not know how effective it was. It was too simple, and I didn't, you know, I couldn't see because you know I had uh, I had blinders on. I had fly fishing blinders on. <laughs> it's all I knew. <laughs> the the little one weight and the zero weights that I was fishing. I tried to fish these uh, rods, and I there was one rod that I even made with a, a monofilament fly line. I was getting close. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, until until I had that rod in my hands and I was able to cast it, I just had no idea. Yeah, that's, no idea. I think
0: that's why Kara so, kind of remained uh, – I sometimes like to think that it kind of remained this little – Secret in Japan because I was definitely not the first person to see it. Uh, I was definitely not right. even the first person to fish with a Tenkara rod, uh, sure. you know, or a Western person, I should say. Um, but I think, like to a large extent, you know, it was um, yeah. it was easy to dismiss it. You know, I actually know of a a couple of people that run uh, some of the large fly fishing companies here in the U.S. that I know for a fact that they were introduced to tankara years before I was and uh, they completely sure. dismissed it as this, you know, being too simplistic and now they're kind of getting into it <laughs> which is yeah, interesting. S-
1: Sabata-san came to the big western rivers in, um, in the 90s and made a, a video with the Toshiba Corporation.
0: Mm.
1: He gifted a copy of the video to me and I'd be happy to share it with you. Um, and it is him effectively fishing these big rivers and, you know, there's a couple of scenes where he is right there with other fly fishermen. And at the end the credits, there's, you know, there's the names and he visited this, the, the fly shops and it's all in, it it just, the timing was not right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there's more to the, you put, you put it together with your website and with your kind demeanor and you're, you're an ambassador and, and Fujioka-san, you know, back, back in the days when I first met him, he was a fly fisher. So he was, he was doing a lot of fly fishing. So he did Tenkara, but it was mostly fly fishing and that's where the connection was. Mm -hmm. So I was unable to see through his, uh, writings and references to it it, it was a, it was a small focus mm-hmm. so we were we were both the common ground was fly fishing
0: yeah absolutely and let's talk a little bit about you know since we're talking about fly fishing and you know a little bit of the introduction here um, you know I'm curious to, to know uh, you know we can talk a little bit about how you practice tenkara and then I want to talk a little bit about equipment as sure. well uh and then we'll get into the conversation about japan and fishing with the japanese anglers but how do you fish with tenkara like you know we have the the idea of using one fly we have the uh you know some people of course use multiple flies uh but you know you can take the approach of ultra simple line choice versus having every line available in your wallet you know um There's multiple approaches. I mean, we have that kind of thing of Tenkara has 10 colors. Um, I personally just keep it incredibly simple because that's just my personality type. I just don't like fumbling with too many lines when I go fishing or too many uh, flies. So how do you fish with Tenkara?
1: Well, you know, I like systems. I like to keep it uh, simple, but... Yeah, truly, uh, your system of the three rods that I choose—the roto, the roto, the seto, and the ito—that's to me, that's a complete system, and that's uh, your system. It's my system. I, I use that with level lines. Um, I I practiced um, minimal fly choices. Uh, it's not necessary for me to match the hatch. I've done that. Um, I've spent a lot of time and energy in it. I understand it. Some people like to geek out and do uh, the different stages of an insect's um, life in their fly tying, but with a I I do not feel it's necessary. Even with fly fishing on small streams, the fish are opportunistic, and it's to me it's more important in your approach to the stream. Uh, for you to be stealthy and quiet, and using a, a level line is the epitome of uh, a Tenkara rod. It truly is a—it's a thing of beauty. It's so light, and the lighter the the level lines, you can suspend just the uh, fly into the water, keep the line off off the water surface. Mm-hmm. So with your rods the system, I use level lines. Now, I think you saw me use um, Sabata-san's uh, mm-hmm. rods on that windy day. Was that, the, was that the big Thompson that you took Yeah, me to?
0: exactly, the big Thompson right below the Yeah, dam. so I, w- uh-huh.
1: I had a pretty big rod. It was uh, 4.5 meters, and I was using um, the braided lines that he makes, mm-hmm. and um, they're, they're pretty heavy. Um, but, and they will, with that rod, I can punch it into the wind pretty good. Oh yeah. And I was even using some flies that he, uh, that he had made and gifted to me. He's a very kind uh, person. So I've got the two rods that, uh, he has created They're I believe they're 22, 23 years old now. Mm -hmm, Um, and they're zoom rods and they're, they're, they're beautiful Mm -hmm. and they're very tough. Um, so those his two rods with um, the braided lines are are the other system that I use, and typically I will use them for uh, windy days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then just also, I think it's kind of fantastic to have, you know, his equipment, and you know, the rod, they don't make those rods anymore. Yeah. So to fish the, the rods that he created with the lines that he made and the flies, I, I kind of use that for, because they're so easy to cast, I'll use it to introduce new anglers um, to uh, Tenkata for the first time.
0: Yeah, and I like what yeah, you have, you know, you have I've this, got a couple of. Yeah, I was going to say you just had I, this kind of sense of, you know, honoring a history, you know, that comes with it. I'm glad that
1: you see that. Oh yeah, because yeah. pretty much that's it, you know. And I've got a couple of other loose rods that that I have. I, I force myself only to have eight rods, mm-hmm. and I believe your Ito is the oldest rod in my quiver. Mm-hmm. Um, no other rod has been able to push it out. Mm-hmm. So you know, I really like it. It's uh, it's a nice rod. I, you know, I've caught my last few fish on it. I use it. Uh, it's a great rod. I like the length, mm-hmm. but getting back to it, I just have systems, your systems, Sabatasan system is one I've in the past. I've had other, uh, masters rods, so to speak, but I, I make my quiver small so I don't get lost in, in, uh, consumption or, or the purchasing or chasing the next thing, mm-hmm. um, And so I I try to forcefully keep myself to a small quiver. I don't get better when I buy new rods. I get better when I use the same rod. Well,
0: and just to kind of of clarify, too, to our listeners, I mean, like, you know, you mentioned eight rods, you know, as being a small quiver. Some people might be like, you know, I thought Senkado was simple and it's fewer rods. But, you know, I think it's important to kind of know that, you know, you're to a large extent, you know, like probably like me too like still kind of learning still playing with different rods and kind of experimenting sure. to bring value to you know the readers of your forum um you know your webpage and and just to kind of know the history you know it's not about the gear as much as understanding the method that uh, i'm assuming right. that's probably why you have eight rods as opposed to one rod for example
1: um, correct yeah. that it, it's a good assumption mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, three rods I think would all would be all that I would I could get away with. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, having the the rod in your hand is the rod that you need. Yeah. I think it would probably be the the Sato mm-hmm. if I had to
0: choose just one. Yeah, and
1: it's a it's a it's a good rod. the ro- The Roto is just a little bit small for big uh, for bigger waters.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think so the Sato would be probably my my rod. And talking about Sebata yeah. San too is kind of interesting because. Uh, you know, when I was fishing with him, I introdu- I took him a couple of rods with me, the Ito, and I think it was the Sato maybe that I had on the trip, and he absolutely fell in love with the Ito, uh, partly because it was somewhat reminiscent of the rods that he designed 20 years ago, uh, but with slightly more um, advanced materials, a little bit more modern sure. times. Uh, but, you know, longer kind of rod, almost four and a half meters, um, you know, the flex you know very soft so it um, you know I, I gifted him with that one rod but all of a sudden I get an e- you know um, emails from his students and we've sent almost 20 rods to Japan to all his students that are using the Ito yeah. now. <laughs> and, and I know he uses it too as well
1: so I I've seen your Ito in and, and uh, you know quite a few of the the bub- publications that mostly magazines mm-hmm. and some of the online stuff from the Japanese anglers that I know and it's always interesting to see your rods in their hands (laughs) when you know that's the country that it came from and it's you know it's an honor to you oh I love it so you should be proud
0: I I, I do feel very proud because it's um you know it it's not a market that you know we first of all focus on but it's also like you know a very uh, saturate a market, you know, is the first word that comes to mind. But, uh, just because there's so many companies making Tenkara rods that, you know, and, and there's also like a lot of Japanese pride, you know, where they have to overcome that to try some rod from a different country. But I think the fact that I've gone there and I've got feedback from teachers to develop the rods, uh, at least allowed, you know, them to kind of, uh, adopt some of the rods. It's, a uh, but, yeah, it's sure. not the easiest thing to, to do when they have so many options. And, uh, you know, they, you know and a lot of them might, you know, be able to buy the rods very easy, more, much more easily if they're available in Japan. And we don't make rods available directly in Japan. So it's, uh, I do yeah. always feel really happy with that, for sure. Um, Dan,
1: Daniel, I'd like to – would you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? Okay. I, there's a couple that I would sure. – you know, I'd like to know if you think there's like a next level – of uh Tenkata, is yeah. there is there a next level
0: in terms of uh gear or in, you know, do you, do you have like any yeah. uh, or any? No, I, you a get the ticket. It. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, what do
1: you? Is there a next level for it or is know,
0: it? Are I, we just? I I do wonder about that because like you know sometimes uh you know I'll read about people talking about the you know somebody creating the American Tenkara or, you know, and somebody pushing the boundaries of Tenkara in different ways. And uh, not only here, you know, there's definitely a lot of people here talking about pushing the boundaries, creating a new level. Uh, but also in Japan, you know, there's, um I've heard a couple of people talking about the uh, the generations of Tenkara. Like I think it was um Yoshida-san talked about, you sure. know, you have the first generation, which would be, um, you know, Suseki-san, for example, who is kind of called yes. the father of modern Tenkara. So that's kind of like, you know, in the, let's say, 1960s uh, period, maybe early 70s. Sure. Uh, then you have the second generation of Tenkara, which is kind of like uh, Dr. Ishigaki, for example. Or Ishigaki, Mr. yes. Um, and then he talked about the third generation, which maybe we can call the third wave of Tenkara, and that's kind of like him. I like that. And, yeah, you know like and he like you see pictures of him using his really long heavy rods to fish in the ocean, you know, and to catch large fish or you know, he'll try different lines and there's all this stuff. So so it's part of the conversation I think to you know have, you know, what is next. Um but you know, and I'm not sure like and I, and and it really doesn't come out of a sense of tradition for me, it's a much more pragmatic um perspective where i honestly don't think there's a real reason to push you know the boundaries of tenkara you know to catch larger fish to use super heavy flies to you know do all these things or to develop lines that are very specialized and and i'll share the reason why you know and that's my philosophical background as well okay uh where to me you know earlier in the episode we talked about fishing as a child, you know, having the childhood kind of fishing. And I grew up doing the cane pole fishing and life was simple and it was beautiful and it was joyful. (laughs) And (laughs) and I couldn't leave it alone. Like just like you, I started kind of experimenting with other methods of fishing, you know, like from the cane pole. I went to telescopic to spinning reels to bait casting reels to, you know, artificial lures, eventually discover fly fishing. Of course, when I discovered fly fishing, it was, you know, the, you know, just the standard dry flies, and then it kind of, you know, you know where this goes, right? Things got yes, more Yes, I do. More it's, it's a
1: personal uh, <laughs> progression yeah. rather than a, a, a rod progression. Yes, got
0: there's, it. you know, there's the personal progression, uh, but it was also accompanied by equipment progression and always about what is next. And I was not pushing the levels of fly fishing, I was just learning myself and and that kind of thing. Now, you know, when I think about the next level of Tenkara and what I see some people doing is coming up with ideas that that are good, there's some good stuff that we learn from every idea. um, But it makes fly fishing complicated. And not only in terms of um, too many options, too many rigging things, it's more like when I think, for example, just to be specific. You know, I think of people creating a line for Tenkara. And let's say it's a floating, heavy line that you can cast against the wind. Um, So some of our competitors might be selling rods with, uh, you know, essentially a Western fly line with the rods. And it's easy for somebody to think of that as the next level. But in my opinion, what that does is, you have a line that is heavily specialized. It's going to float well, and it's going to cut, you know, against the wind. But it's only really good at doing one thing well, you know, which is essentially to float and uh, that kind of thing. Um, sure. All of a sudden, it's not it, the
1: attribute. It's not the attribute of the the Tenkata rod itself. No, no. The attribute being casting the various light lines.
0: Yeah, and and, and I think where I'm coming from is one of the things that I like to say is that um, versatility breeds simplicity. And when you have, like, let's say a level line, which is highly versatile, and it's part of the second generation of Tenkata anglers, uh, Dr. Shigaki's period, that line, like, what it does is you can fish flies on the surface, you can fish it, like, a little deeper, you can fish it deep in the water because the line is kind of... Made sure. to sink, you can cast against the wind when you have the technique, even though it's not ideal, like Sebata-san's line. Uh, and you can cast it when there's no wind uh, without any kind of compromise. So it's, um, you know, I think to a large extent, like maybe you, you can think I'm stuck in the second generation because I'm learning from all these second generation Tenkara anglers. But I think the system that they use, which is actually kind of similar to Soseki's, you know, the first generation as well, yes, is really like one of the simplest. You know, it's one of the things that allows us to keep fly fishing the simplest, as opposed to pushing the boundaries and all of a sudden I'm making it complicated and pretty soon we need a reel, <laughs> you know, again. Um, and it kind of it defeats a lot of the, the advances, if you will, kind of defeat the purpose of simplicity, you know, which is to... Keep her fishing, yeah. childlike in a way, um, but that was a long rant, you know. I I don't know if that kind of
1: no, it's interesting. You know, the most some of the most complex things in nature are drawn have the most simplest lines.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: they just do. Simple is not a uh, a curse or, or a, of being not intelligent or. Not having any depth. It's just the things that have evolved are often with simple lines are, are, are easy to understand. Yeah, so I, so. I, I don't think simplicity is, is a bad thing as far as associating it with uh, ten, Tenkara. And I, I think there are some people that say it's too simple. Mm -hmm. and I just maybe they're bored I I don't know I
0: I was having a conversation maybe they need
1: something more
0: yeah and I was having a conversation the other day with uh, it's actually a journalist that gave me a call to talk about Tenkara and you know he was we were talking about something similar and in my opinion you know Tenkara is here to offer something to the people that are going to feel attracted to it so that everybody has a choice in terms of fishing Um, because we might have People that are complete gearheads and they uh, love looking at numbers and matching lines with rods and doing all this kind of experimenting, and I think that's where like spay fishing kind of comes in, <laughs> you know, handy. If you're right, love geeking out over grains and what grains go best with what modules of rod and whatnot, not? It's uh, sure there's something that's gonna attract that kind of personality, and I think spay fishing is part of it. Um, or even Tenkara, you know, it can be part of it. But I think my sure. role is to kind of show people that love things simple, you know, how simple it really can be. And I think that's kind of what I'm most passionate about. Uh, keeping it simple, not out of tradition, not out of dogma, but purely out of uh, out of like purpose, you know, out of uh, desire to keep it simple because it's fun and there's lots to think about. Um, right, you're not lost in choices. Exactly, because you know, I I, yeah. I was introduced to spay a little bit, and uh, man, like when people started telling me about grains and one line and what head of line to go with it, like they lost me like so quickly, uh, right? That I never even wanted to look into it. But Tenkara immediately kind of hooked me because it's so it matches my personality you know, in, in a sure. large way. And, and that's, I totally understand that. Do, do you think there's As a next level of Tenkara?
1: It takes me back to what you uh, referenced and, and I believe that's the, the personal progression. I, I do not think there is a next level of it. I think it's pretty well de- developed. You may have some, some, Differences or some different materials that may make a rod lighter or stronger or, you know, variations of what we have now. But I think the truly the next level is going to be the people that have been doing it for a while. They're going to develop their own styles and they're going to pass on what they've learned. That's mm-hmm. to me is the next level, mm-hmm. not what. You know, we talked about a little bit about the, like the American Tenkata, which is to me as people, you know, a lot of people come to fishing with Tenkata. They've learned to fish with this method. So, you know, myself, I was, I came to it from a long history of uh, fly fishing small streams. So to me, I focused on the attributes of the, of the method Versus learning the method and then going through the personal progressions. Mm-hmm. So for me, the next level would be just to have been doing it for, you know, for a long time and to, to learning new techniques or, you know, even more precision or, or pinpoint casting or more challenging mm-hmm. casts. And so the, the next level for me is just the doing. And mm-hmm. the, the, what people call the American Tenkara, tenkara is just – uh, that's to me is just their personal growth, mm-hmm. what they're t- taking and doing it. Because it's really already been done in Japan, mm-hmm. what's going on now.
0: That's true, and that's and I think that's yeah. very, very well stated. Uh, very eloquent, actually. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's about the doing. It's um, I think there's a lot of sometimes because I am you know in the kind of manufacturing business, I tend to get caught up. of looking at all the gear experimentations that people are doing, and just sometimes I want to bang my head on the wall because it's like, why are you making this so complicated? <laughs> um, but I think the doing the the personal progression that people are experiencing it's a large part of it i i mean i can only hope that you know it, it doesn't get too complicated because uh, i think the essence of tenkata can be found in its simplicity and sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that and just just sure. because we're experimenting you know all of a sudden gets you know um, it, it can get convoluted and you know and i think um but again you're you part po- Your podcast
1: that you made of um, your rods,
0: Mm. not
1: making, not chasing the next thing Mm -hmm. with uh, the rods that you have now and and not coming out with something new unless it it, it filled a a Mm gap. It really helped me to understand a little bit more about your company. And actually, I'm glad that you don't bring about a lot of new rods. Because to me, that is, it shows what you, 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 you did it right the first time. You're not having to improve upon what you've done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I appreciated that podcast. So again, I really appreciate it. I I appreciate the feedback too. I I really
0: appreciate hearing that because, you know, I was being, you know, pretty open. Like I I do kind of want to hear people's perspective because it's, um, You know, I totally get, you know, the chasing the product cycle and, you know, but it's so tiring and it's so consumeristic and and it's not, I guess I am an idealist in a lot of ways, but it's, uh, it's so tiring to kind of get, you know, a phone and feel like it's outdated, you know, because just because they chose that they need to kind of you know sell another phone and
1: yeah know. i was i was going to say you know over my course of years of hang gliding yeah. I, you know i buy the latest glider and you know th- man they came out with another one you know just the next year and i i spent a lot of money mm-hmm. and it it my of course the glider that i was flying was just fine but you know it's it's always nice to have something that's the newest and latest well mm-hmm. the rods that you make mm-hmm. are pretty damn good thank you work very
0: well (laughs) i I really appreciate that and you know it's not to say and it's not to say that you know it's uh you know that's where we stopped and it's not gonna be you know new new rods but it's um yeah i feel strongly that there has to be a purpose there has to be something you know like a, a mission for it as opposed to oh we gotta sell another rod to people that already have you know all of our other ones it's uh, I, yeah. I don't feel very comfortable with that and it's um yeah you will see I mean I'm uh, I saw a lot of really good comments um uh, you know on our yeah. on our podcast on that and it's um I actually have been reflecting a lot on that it's uh, I'm not taking any action right now but I feel like I've been really kind of meditating on what people sure. have shared in terms of that kind of philosophy and you know, and I'm finding myself, this is our seventh year, too, you know, in business, and I'm finding myself trying to kind of find, um, you know, who we are again, I know, in a way, or just trying to kind of, you know, um, really kind of learn, like, what's next, or, you know, I, I feel like our company is in a slightly different period, and, you know, and it's uh, I almost feel like we're in our teenage years in the company years. Cause sure. It's a little bit of that kind of uh, you know, existential well, crisis. I, I know,
1: yeah. I know the story of Tenkara USA. You have, you've been pretty good about uh, letting us know in your progression of your 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 videos, the educational materials. Is there? What's the real story behind uh, Tenkara USA? Really, you've made a huge thing in creating a business, and I know you love doing what you do, but is there any more to it than that? Oh. So you've made this business. You live that lifestyle. I, I know you, you like to rock climb, and you, you're a surfer, yeah. and you do other things, but what's the real story there? Is, it, is there more to it?
0: Um. I don't think there's more to it. I mean, the I think the interesting thing right now, I mean, like, I think we, you know, we put our story there, like, you know, I discovered Tankata and yeah, I'm passionate about fishing and being fishing my entire life, and I saw that there was a need for people to realize there's a simpler way to do fly fishing, because I knew too many people were intimidated by fly fishing, uh, because yeah. it seems complex, it seems daunting, and Tankata was a way to say, here here's how simple it really can be. Um, Now the I knew like very clearly like uh, when I decided to introduce Tenkara, you know our mission and uh, I guess the vision was really clear. You know I want to introduce Tenkara to people outside of Japan, um, and I think largely um, to an extent that we were successful in accomplishing the vision, you know, of introducing Tenkara in the U.S., I mean, now it's, uh, the word has become part of the angler's vocabulary here and in Europe and other countries. Yeah. Um, you know, we've introduced it here. <laughs> so I, I feel like, uh, you know, I've accomplished that. And, and I think that's part of the reason where, you know, like maybe i have been a little quieter online, uh, you know, it's... Uh, sure. I've accomplished this, you know, now what do I really want to do? I mean, how do I... um, I I think you're still growing Tecada. I I do. Yeah. I I feel like you're... Do
1: you feel like you're still growing
0: it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're still growing, uh, you know, with growth, of course, there's also some kind of growing pains and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, we're definitely still growing. And it's, um, you know, I, I think... You know, like I think of, you know, what I've been thinking more recently is that, uh, you know, in terms of Tencati USA, we focused a lot on the fly fishing market because we didn't have to introduce the idea of fishing with a fly so much. But from the beginning, one of my biggest goals was to introduce the non-fly fishing audience to fly fishing. And we've done that fairly well. Uh since I started, you know, backpackers, that have never touched a fly rod, all huh. of a sudden I fly fishing. Oh, yeah. Um, but I feel like that's kind of like the phase where I'm finding myself a little bit more now. Um, you know, the the story of Ose is now, even though we've got a lot of people to fly fish, getting even more people uh, it, so that people can find the joy that there is to be had in the water when I go fishing. Sure. Uh, it's It's unlike anything else. I mean, I... As you mentioned, I do all kinds of sports. I do uh, I rock climb a lot. Right now in the winter, I'm skiing and ice climbing as much as I can between trade shows and business travels. Um, Good. But you know, in each one of those sports, kind of fills a dif- different kind of need in my soul. And I think, and fishing is unlike anything else. It's um, you know, it's just uh, there's there's this kind of predatorial instinct that it fills up uh that nothing else does um but yeah i mean the tenkara Yosei story i think is pretty pretty much out there and it's you know and i started it from scratch with uh the money that i had in my pocket and trying to make it happen you know we didn't have kickstarter back in the day to try to fund (laughs) our goals i just had to jump and take the risk and uh, and go for it but uh
1: yeah, In, I really appreciate it. you have done a good job. Oh, thank you.
0: Yeah, and the, and that yeah. rest continues. You know, it's a, now it's a, you know how do we kind of continue? You know, to stay afloat while kind of continue to grow and you know, and and I'm not you know as the CEO founder like I'm not the most natural you know delegator, team building, or even even business you know builder so for me it's a lot of learning a lot of that kind of growth for for me personally trying to right figure yeah. out how to run a business I,
1: I, on a I tell you you hit it when you said you're with the hikers the, i have a lot of interest when you know i i reach out in social media to tell of our like our, our next meeting of our uh Arizona Tenkata Club the the backpackers the hikers they really are very accepting and they want to know more but there is the fly fisherman's wife who has put up with her husband and his fishing and he can't he has failed to teach her how to fly fish mm-hmm. it's that Wife, that I can take a tenkara rod mm-hmm. and teach her very quickly how to cast. Mm-hmm. And then she goes out and she fishes the tenkara rod with the husband, and he's fly fishing. And man, she's catching fish. This has happened more than a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of uh, women out there that, you know, tenkara is perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's kind of hard to learn to fly fish, and oh, if they're they're married to the fly fishing husband with his, you know he's really into the sport, and you know maybe it's too much for her. But
0: you know what I'm finding Tinkata, too, it, it might not even be you know the hardness of learning, uh, but I think it's just the. Uh, um, You know, not to make a stereotype, but, like, you know, we have a lot of, like, women here in Boulder, for example, uh, that never touch a fly rod, and all of a sudden they're just going out on their own and fly fishing with Tenkata. And I think a large part of it is, you know, maybe they just don't have that much of an emphasis or fascination with the latest, coolest gadget, like a lot of guys do, you know, and it's um, that kind of uh, focus on the experience as opposed to the gear that is being used, I think, has been... Uh, you know, absolutely phenomenal in terms of, you know, women kind of getting more into tenkara, and and it's really interesting sure. to me. Like we just had a fly fishing show, and we were giving prizes like every day one one rod set. Um, And, you know, people would put their contact down and kind of come back at a certain time. We'd give a prize. And every single day, and we also gave a couple other ones, but every single person that won a prize was a woman. (laughs) And that was (laughs) was so interesting, you know, it's a... You know, and all because they're they're fascinated and they're just kind of really yeah. interested in the experience of it. Um, but yeah. bef- you know, I I know we can talk about it for hours about all kinds of topics. Sure. So we might have to yeah. schedule another episode. But uh, we're just hitting about an hour here. Uh, I wanted to, before we run out of time too, I wanted to talk to you about your visit to Japan and fishing with uh, Japanese anglers because you're. Besides myself, you're pretty much the only other person that's fished with uh, you know, as many anglers in Japan. You're one of the few sure. people that has gone there uh, to fish and learn tenkara from the source as well. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about your, your trip to Japan?
1: Yes. Um, I met uh, a Japanese fly fisherman, uh, Satoshi Miwa, through uh, the small stream fly fishing site. And he was posting these pictures of the beautiful streams, the turquoise color uh, pool, waterfall pool. And um, you know, I became interested in fishing in Japan from his story. And I, he, we had we had talked about a, a certain stream. And uh, I asked him, and I was being a little forward. I just asked him, "I w- would you show me around if I came to Japan?" And uh, his re- his response was positive. I think he thought I was just being diplomatic, but uh, I began to save for my trip, and I focused on it, and I, I wanted to know about the culture, and the the snowball kept rolling. And I was ready to go, but the, the Tohoku earthquake and the subsequent, you know, uh, damage from the tsunami, I couldn't go that year. And I didn't want to go in, in that kind of time and, and celebrate uh, Japan while they were rebuilding. And so I waited another uh, year, and um, I showed up at the airport. Um, uh, he picked me up and he was a fly fisherman he was not uh, into tenkata he had known about it but I was going to find out about fishing in Japan by doing and the book that I sent you um, I sort of used as a loose guide to find my own tenkata in Japan it was a, it's a Tenkata guide book for the small streams in japan so we looked at some of those streams and he suggested a fly fishing lodge um, near uh takayama and uh, matsumoto which we stayed at uh the the gentleman was a fly master fly fisher built rods built the lodge um had a onsen in the lodge and uh we were scheduled to be guided by him for one day, but uh, he enjoyed our company so much. We ended up fishing a few days together. We paid for one day and paid for the lodge, but we eventually met with uh, Sakakibara-san at uh, the Itoshiro. And um, so he was actually the first Tenkata angler that i had met that i had not taught Tenkata too so it was very interesting so i went from teaching myself orienting other people to the first person that i had saw that was doing it in person was himself and it was <laughs> to say the least it was a little intimidating and uh, <laughs> both of us uh standing in the ito shiro Uh, River it was a little it was a little awkward, but you know fishing you start to fish and and things just uh, you know things were good and uh, There was one point where he reached around from um, the my back and grabbed my hand to show me uh, the Sassoi the technique of pulsing the fly to tease the fish Mm -hmm. and uh, when his hand was on mine teasing the Amago um, would come to the flight. Now, we didn't catch the fish while well, he had his hand on mine, but the fish would come up to it mm-hmm. and, and short strike or we missed, and then I would move a little bit, and then I would do it on my my own, no fish. Then he would come up again to me. He was playing a game. He's very good at what he does. He would come up again, put his hand on mine and tease with hit the fish with his hand on mine and here come the fish. So it was really interesting. It was quite a, quite a, an education for me. And, uh, we had stayed at, um, Gokayama, which is one of the, uh, the, the old villages that I had read from, um, Ujioka's stories, the seasons of the mountain village. Mm-hmm. So I learned about a lot about, uh, you know, the, the traditional Japanese home, the Eirori, uh, we had uh, uh, all different kinds of traditional meals. So to me, if you go to Japan, fishing should be probably the second or third thing down the, on the goal list that you should do. Yeah, yeah. Get to know people, sightseeing, the food is phenomenal. The fishing, sure, you go to Japan to go fishing, but really, in essence, it's probably the third thing on the list with the country and the people being number one. So. Sure. Right.
0: I think fish her and sure. people can just go there and kind of learn about all that you've done to you know from your research to actually fishing right um and uh do you find that uh you know you've you know you mentioned something interesting i think earlier and in uh in, in our conversation about learning a lot about I forget exactly how you termed it like being a human you know about relationships and that kind of thing from the, they, Japanese. the,
1: the Japanese we I wanted to learn about sake yeah mm-hmm. and my my friends um, they were going to teach me and we I, you know I'm halfway around the globe on the other side of the earth and I'm drinking sake with two friends that I had met from the internet mm-hmm. and we began to talk about religion. And politics and I had given them I had brought some American flags as uh, small gifts I, I'm I like to give small gifts to people I you know it's just something I do mm-hmm. and I had been traveling across uh, the country in the small local trains and the, you know the bullet trains and and I did not see many flags Japanese flags mm. Mm -hmm. And I had, I began a conversation with them Mm -hmm. and, uh, without getting too political, they told me that, uh, their government was a necessity and that, uh, the Japanese people were 10,000 years old and that the government was just, uh, was just a necessity. And we, they understood me as an American and being proud of my country, but we were, you know, just a couple of hundred years old. Mm -hmm. And that the Japanese people were older and, you know, I began to ask them about, you know, why there are so many, you know, hot springs and their spiritualness and they, they just know how to take care of the, the, their body about who they are, their family and how they plug into uh, nature. Mm -hmm. They're really a, a beautiful people and they're very peaceful. And they're they're giving and they're sharing and they're interested and they you know they like us and so I learned a lot of things about people and it has changed me profoundly mm-hmm. by realizing you know who I am as an American and, and what my culture finds important in comparison to the Japanese people. So it was a really it was a really important trip to me on a, many different levels, not more so about who I am as a global citizen versus, you know, just going over there to catch some fish, the oh, indigenous, yeah. you know, fish. So,
0: no, I'm, I'm so happy. I, I try I, to,
1: I took that trip yeah.
0: and got to learn that. Yeah. So
1: am I, I'm a better person because of it. It was an investment <laughs> of who I am now. You know, it's important for me. I've got to get my little boy and my wife over there. So yeah, you know, there's more the,
0: trips to come. Absolutely. No, that's, that's correct. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I kind of feel like we've, talked about a lot of different things i uh you know i'm sure. sure i'm missing something is there like anything that you think i'm missing that people might uh, be like a topic that people might be interested in hearing um i'm sure we if we don't think about one today we can think about it for another episode and the-
1: you know I, I think we hit the high points without going over you know i would just be digging there's a there's a couple of things that you know you know about because we have met and we, we interface in these online communities, but I, really that I could pick out and we could talk about. But those things are more about people. Mm-hmm. I think we, we've pretty much covered uh, Tenkata as, uh, as you know, the interest that we have. Sure, I, I have some questions, but, you know, for, for the... For the first one that we've done, this is we we've, we've really covered it.
0: Yeah, no, I thought it was a terrific. I obsession. mean, I would like
1: to know more about your climbing. <laughs> <and> about <laughs> you've been skydiving, you know? Yeah. How does that feel? But yeah. but and that's what I found about a lot of uh the the Tencada fishers that I have interviewed. Mm-hmm. That there is more to it than just the Tencada. They are that's that feeds that part of them
0: yeah they yeah. usually
1: do many different things
0: yeah no i think uh, you know it's one more excuse for me to get outside you know and it's uh sure and i love it and i you know and i think it feels a different part of who we are as human beings it's uh right unlike anything else so it's yeah and i'm i'm happy we kind of talked about you know things it's uh the conversation actually went exactly how I uh, I had wanted because you know you're good. a very interesting guy to talk to and I uh, and I, I was happy to see that when we met in person and I wanted to do this conversation yes. so I, this is good and I sometimes joke that I one of the measures of success for the Tenkata cast is if um, to make sure that nobody falls asleep and gets into a car accident when they're listening to it. So it's uh, it's always better not to drag on for too long. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. But, but and that's where a-
1: that's where I listen to is in the yeah. car on a trip. Yeah, it, good. It's perfect for that.
0: Yeah, and I've got to be, you know, better about bringing, you know, people on board here because, uh, yeah, I'm afraid sometimes I'm a little bit monotone, and if somebody's driving and falling asleep, I'd never want to get blamed for that. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, thanks so much. I tell very you, much, coming right? back, I've <laughs> yeah. done
1: a lot of, I've done a lot of exciting things in my life, but you know, coming back from a fishing trip, very tired is probably the most dangerous thing I do now. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to be careful.
0: Yeah, no, totally. So yeah. another day we'll talk a little bit about okay, uh, sure. Adam's career with hang gliding and uh, my little adventures yeah. of skydiving. <laughs> but for now, we'll yeah. leave it as is. <laughs> yes, perfect. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Adam. And uh, to all the Daniel. listeners, um, yeah. you know, the uh, the podcast, I uh, will be putting that on tencariose.com forward slash podcast. I, uh, if I think of any references that we discussed in the the video or if Adam thinks of anything, we can post it up there. Um, uh, we'll, uh, just, uh, post this online this week and get people some content. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. was a real fun episode with Adam. I really enjoyed the conversation. This song is called Light the Flame by Takenobu. You can check out his music at takenobumusic.com. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review in iTunes. Uh, Just go to iTunes, look up Cast, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed it enough to leave us a review. And until next time on Cast.